Hi everyone, it's the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, with my co-worker Rico. Um, we work at the automotive group, K&K &K Automotive Group in Jackson, Mississippi. Today I wanted to talk about hacking cars and how that's become a big thing. And, you know, this is part of the security system on them. But when I first started working here, Rico was working on a Mercedes where you were having to hack into the steering column just for the car to drive. So what was the initial complaint the customer had that the car just stopped? The, um, it wasn't, well, I wouldn't, it, it didn't just stop. They couldn't, the ignition would not turn. The ignition has its own idea where it, you know you have the VIN number programmed into it. It has to communicate with the tumbler and you know the security system. So okay. it's not gonna it's not gonna turn over. It's not gonna crank nothing. It's so something happened. Yeah. So it locked up. Yeah. Within the steering column in the ignition cylinder. The tumbler. The tumbler itself locks up. Um, so that's the computer shutting that down some way or another, it right? It is. Okay. And so what was the process to fix that? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I know it was long. They got what they call a G-Box. And uh, with the G-Box, that's a hack. And this is made by an individual, not Mercedes. It's aftermarket. Okay. And the tumbler, which is the, the lock mechanism, you will order a aftermarket which somebody made to go around a firewall, you would hack into it with the G-Box. You would jump, you know, your um, pins, the proper pins, and you have to inject the files with the VIN number, as well as everything else. All the information from the ECM has to go into that box out for it to sync up and communicate. If one uh, particular, I'd say, you got three components. You got the ECM, you have the shift locked, and you have the key fob. If one of them is not synchronized, start, not gonna work, sorry about that. And yeah. this is part of Mercedes security I system. That's what it is. For you to have to bring it to them. So this is something from your experience that you see where the car manufacturers are making it where they want you to have to take it to a dealership if there's a problem. That's exactly what they're doing. Okay. It can be the smallest thing. And even for a diagnosis, you would uh, would have had to taken it, take it to, um, sorry, take it to um, Mercedes, just a diagnosis. Because when your steering wheel locks up, you can't turn the key, you think, oh, get another key. Right. Or, oh, there's something in there, a mechanism. You and go it turns it. out it's a, yeah, it's Built a in programming deal. Programming deal. That's what it all. That's what it is. But you go. You can wow. go buy the whole. You can go buy that and put it in there. It's still not going to turn because it's not synchronized. Okay. It's not. Um, the file has to be injected into yeah. these modules, and they had to communicate to turn it, it over. All and has it. to be in sync. Yeah, because even if you replace the, if you was to go and hack into one part of it. And you got the key to turn. It's just gonna turn over. And if okay. it turns over, if it did crank up, even if you had everything synchronized, say you went and just did half of it, mm -hmm. you still got the transmission control module. You got to communicate with the ECM. I remember you having to fool with all that till you could get it to actually go back into drive after just the initial little 
which exactly. you would think is a, a lock cylinder like old school that you would just replace the lock cylinder. And I remember you had you had maybe played with a few different G-boxes to get the right one that worked with the car. And didn't you have to get them from Europe or something like um, that? I bought the G-box too after doing research. And I forget what we ordered that. Drew ordered that. Okay. Um, I just knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got to be real specific, and it's real complex. So basically, what you're saying is, well, you're awesome for even figuring that out and knowing that. But this is something that's just not really common for your average mechanic to know. Is what it sounds like to me. This no. is something you had to figure out, and I think you went on a lot of forums and you had to search and figure it out. Man, I read so many forums, okay. forums or what have and you. And you had to break this down. It wasn't even on the internet. Okay. I had it took me maybe a week to learn mm -hmm. because you're thinking, okay, if I go and buy a new key fob and a new ignition system, you know, the e electronic ignition system, they call these right. um, sophisticated names too to throw you off, but I it's just a damn key. Deal. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's. It, you, I had all the, you can go and replace all that and you're still not going to get it to work. You okay. would think you go buy this stuff and because it's new, but no, this stuff had to be pro, has to be programmed. You can't just program the ECM to it. You have to inject, it has to, the venom has to you're be in basically, there. You're kind of like rewriting software, That's exactly that right? what you're doing. Okay, just it's like a, a, a software programmer for a computer. Basically, now, like I don't, uh, you could also buy, um, a subscription from for Mercedes and try to download do what I call a pass-through method or maybe a remote method through Mercedes I don't know I didn't do it because it's gonna be too much wow. money I so I can see where that would keep it out of a out of, out, out of well out of an independent shop's ability to do it oh yeah of, of the cost of this that you're you're talking about yeah and you were able to do it cheaper than the dealership what they said to fix it if i recall it was going to cost them maybe three grand or something like that i did it for a, a thousand yeah you know I, you know we ought to buy helping out so right so that is something that we saw with the mercedes but we're starting to see more car manufacturers have these things in place that keep people from working on their car well, with Mercedes, thing. it's the ignition. Okay. Uh, you have each manufacturer have their own deal where they do that. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what module and what, uh, you know, what particular. Right. Jag has his, his theirs. Um, everybody got their own deal. And it's growing. Like you're saying, the newer yeah. the car, the more sophisticated, the more you're going to need a hack. So I don't know what <laughs> all we can do is keep learning. Yeah. Keep beating them. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. I don't, you know what I'm saying? They, if they came out with that, we can learn about, I'd have worked at all the dealerships and learned like the past two methods from each uh, manufacturer. So I know what they do. It ain't nothing we, it, you, there's always a way around is what I'm saying. Basically, it's always a hack. Yeah. So it's just. Well, see, that's the thing is that you're having to hack these cars to do simple Repairs that used to be, you know, or what everyone knows as in the industry is simple. <laughs> I wasn't even taught this in school a couple of years ago. There They're was not nothing about that. 
They may be teaching it now, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, maybe. They send you with that information. They send you that information. So with that being said, that's the conference that they're having. I think they're going to talk a little bit about the Right to Repair Act. I hope they do because they really need to bring that up. Um, it's on the right. You know, you should have that option as yeah. a consumer. Right. That's how I feel. Absolutely. You know. And uh, we're literally having to fight for that right now. Well, it should be as a, as free a information. And as a consumer. Yeah. Right. It should be free information. And they're not letting that information out at all it's that you're not going to find how to hack that ignition system electronic ignition system on that mercedes in their service manual not at that's all that's not that's not going to be there right and nobody else's manual to be honest which you no something you yeah. you really have to do a lot of um brainstorming and research i mean it's not it's, this is not easy it's not something you just go oh i know how to you have to really diligently get into it and this is to me it's a shame say it i wouldn't want to um i wouldn't want to own a vehicle like that because of that unless they release that information just so unless I mean, they release the information yeah, you know, i agree with that what if you want to work on your own car you don't have the money mm -hmm. or you should have that option that's how i feel yeah and these so. days they're every car is super complicated even a basic corolla Man, the Dodge. They have crazy sensors. They have all that lane change stuff, all of it on the base level trim, which is sad to me because it should be an option to have a car that, say, like stopped at 96 and that kind of era of technology at that time was pretty much it. That's all we needed, really, on a car. And maybe a little better emissions over time, but that's about it, you know? They're doing too much. That's yeah. how I look at it. And people are demanding it too, which is what's kind of sad. Well, they think they're doing something smart, but when you look at it, when I with all those modules, come on, man. Right. You can't even go from here. You may go 20 miles and the one little module mess up and destroy. Yeah. You're, you know, you came in. It's going to be to the point where you came and travel. Yeah. I have a customer Real right talk. now with the Buick, and when I scanned her car, it had like 20 codes in it, and they were all different modules having problems communication with each other. And I think she's got one bad wire somewhere. And this is a late model Buick. No, it's a, sorry, it's a 2015 Chevy Malibu. Yeah. And it's probably one little wire is acting up somewhere, a bad ground somewhere, but it's setting all the modules off and it's cutting her car off, and she can't. That's true. Drive um, once it's like that. A good example of that is the ABS system on a Chevy, a new Chevy. You got a speed sensor that goes out or, well, I'll just say goes out. How about the power steering is not going to work either? What? Because it, the uh, information that the speed sensor will be sending is invalid. So it throws the power steering. You're not going to have power steering, period. Electronic until you, power Until steering. you fix that uh, speed sensor. It, so one module communicates with another to keep the car going. So you might have one thing fail, and it's going to uh, destroy, you know, either half or majority of the other modules. Yes. I think this lady did bring that up in that Chevy Malibu that her, she couldn't turn, she couldn't steer it. Yeah. See, that information, either the, the, um, the sensor is implausible or it's sending the wrong information. It can also do the, tra the transmission control module, too. It's going to throw a code for that, too. Depending Same. on where Mercedes does that, too. Mm -hmm. um, 
we had a uh, what was that was that an ML350 I think it was the species was bad on it and it made the ABS mess up as well as the transmission like it wow. just um, for those that don't know, wires. all that was separate before. There's not, they so these did people not talk thinking, like that. They think they need a transmission. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. When but I had to do brain. So it's a speed sensor. Yeah, I'm like, man, yeah. I went in, you know what? I did them a solid. I went in and uh, repaired the wires. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get a new one. Yeah. It had torn. And cinema, and no fault, zero faults throughout the whole car. Yeah. Each month. But it had set off transmission codes. It had, it had probably maybe 10 maximum codes in it and um it cleared all those codes it left it with zero codes wow from two wires everybody's gonna go back to old schools or when they first did ob2 back in 96 fifty thousand dollars for a 1996 toyota corolla i know right <laughs> it's just it's too much all you're trying to do is go drive your car mm -hmm. there's too much to drive a car like, I'm going to tell you, the Dodge is, uh, I bought a Dodge Magnum. I was going to make it uh, like a project vehicle. And the steering, from the fee I bought, I bought Dodge, the steering column itself got so many modules, and it's the same thing as a Mercedes. You, it has to, each module has to be hacked. Just in the steering column? With the, in the steering column, like several. And... Even your alternator on those cars, well, you got the generator under the hood, but it runs through your um, IPC, instrument panel cluster. So, yeah, your voltage regulator. People don't know that. So if all that is not synchronized with the VIN, it's not going to crank, or it's not going to charge, or if it did crank, it ain't going to run, yeah. you know, properly. It's a bunch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you, I mean, you learn something every single day with these uh, hacks. And one thing I'm gonna keep doing, I'm gonna keep going around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it going. They come out with something new, I'm gonna do something new. Yeah. Keep hacking. But we'll it's just choice. a shame that you have to do all that. <laughs> well, you really we don't. If you're gonna stay in that, uh, you know, line of work, but right. I just feel like you shouldn't have to go through all that. Absolutely. Just headachey. Yeah, and money, and a lot of money for consume for exactly. your customers. Exactly. One module, um, you might be out of fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. There's one. Now, who's to say there's one module? You got several. Where well, the time you get that, drive off, the, another module goes out, then you, you get it. Another, yeah. It's, the car not even worked there when you think about it. No. If you get all those modules on the car, brand new and reprogrammed, the car not worked it. Right. Then they're going to fail again. Then you got to hack again. So, to me, the tech, what they're coming out with now, is they need to go backwards instead of they kind right. of need to go backwards yeah they're doing too much. and i don't think they're gonna do that they're not you know what i'm saying just yeah. somebody old school need to go in there and say, look y'all cut this crap out so that's what i'm thinking is you know there needs to much. be a push to make every manufacturer have an option of a, a simpler car without it should be uh, i like don't think a, that's possible sort of, maybe but i know exactly what you're saying right it should be some sort of limit of you know what you can do this you know, like, okay, y'all doing too much. You know, it should be, I wouldn't say law, but, well, it would, I guess it Well, would you be. have to. Um, and then 
we like you have this you have these cars getting made that are fifty thousand dollars that no one can work on without yeah you got the t-bird the uh, 50th anniversary not necessarily the 50th anniversary but the t-bird the 05 and technicians all around the world know about that car and they hate to see them wow. they got several modules FEM module, the REM module, they know what I'm talking about. And this is the 2005 Ford Thunderbird that came back out back then. Yeah, like you know, it's like a um, redone vehicle. Had a customer bring theirs in, and the headlights wouldn't work. And out of that was because of, uh, well, you have two modules working there. It's called an FEM front end module, and you have the uh, instrument panel cluster. Well, we had to send that instrument panel cluster out to get it redid, the circuit board, for it to communicate. So her lights worked for maybe five months, she came back, had to get the REM did. It's just, it's very, uh, these cars are too complex. Yeah. That car is not even worth, to me, it's not worth all that. I wouldn't even want to own it. I liked the body style and all that. I would put, what I would do, take all the crap out. Drop me a whatever motor, 350 Coyote. or whatever in there, and okay. just run, <laughs> run the OBD2. I wouldn't even right. want, there's just too many modules that is going to burn out. Yeah. And you're going to have to do a hack. So we had to mm -hmm. send it to California. You have to send it, yeah, you have to make it all work. The, uh, the Havoc control unit, we had to ship that off to California. Nobody else had, could do it. Drew drove, I think, to L.A., Yes. So our coworker lives in California too, and he comes back and forth. It's so crazy. while he was in California, he picked up a part for us here for this Ford Thunderbird in his module. He it to his own house. When he flew back, he got it and drove it to LA, and they had to redo it and brought it back with him. That was the only way. Otherwise, she would have had to go to the dealership. Yeah. But we got it fixed. Right. But the point is, you wow. know, that's just yeah. We go beyond to help all customers, but it's yeah. just you shouldn't have to do all of that. That's how I feel. Yeah. So what if nobody, what if, what if they didn't, wasn't able to do it, she would have had to go to the dealership. Yeah. And she would have been out of probably 3000 Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only half of the problem, too. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rico. I hope I helped somebody, you know, with the information, but we're going to yeah. keep on, you know, no problem. Yeah, keep doing what we do. That's right.